0: Hello, and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneur podcast, the place to be for visionaries, conscious entrepreneurs, and enlightened leaders who know they are here to not only make an impact in the world, but to leave their divine legacy, touching the minds and hearts of everybody that they encounter, and to leave the world a better place. My name is Cody Ann Smith, and I am the host of this podcast. I help visionaries and leaders like you into your higher purpose so that you can ignite your gifts in the world and share them in everything that you do, creating more purpose, peace, and prosperity in both your life and your business. You can think of this podcast as your hub for inspiration, motivation, divine wisdom, insights, and so much more. If this sounds good to you, tune in because I know that you're here to have massive breakthroughs and I can help you do that. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in today and sharing your gift of presence. It means the world to me and I just want to let you know that. Now, if you're new to the show, you might not know that I send out a weekly newsletter filled with tons of value and most recently, the Gene Key Transits. Now, if you're not familiar with the Gene Keys, that's okay. You can still join the list and learn all about it as we go. It's basically a way for you to take what's going on in the current week energetically and astrologically, and then putting it to use in your life, which if done over time, it will create prosperity, open new doors for you and connect you more to your true self and to your spirit. So if you're interested in that, head over to www.codyandsmith.com, scroll to the bottom and join the family by putting your name and your email in and voila, you're a part of the online community. Now today we have a topic that is near and dear to my heart. The reason for that is because if you know about me, you know that I did not grow up this enthusiastic. I did not grow up seeing the world in the way that I do now. And that's why I'm so passionate about bringing this to you. But to tell you the truth, I was depressed, I was full of anxiety, I was addicted to alcohol, I could hardly even go to the store without feeling like I was going to fall into a straight panic attack. So I was not living a very prosperous life and I was definitely not fulfilled. So depression and all that stuff was the theme of my life before I started putting new systems into place. And I'm going to share with you these four pillars to these systems that at the time I didn't know that's what I was using and what I was doing. But now looking back in hindsight, I realize that there is a method to the madness. And these today are four pillars to fulfillment and prosperity. Now I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking this just might sound too good to be true. Four pillars to prosperity. Are you sure about that? Well, here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to try it on and Take a little bit of action on what you hear today and if it starts working for you and if your life starts shifting, let me know. Take a screenshot of this episode and give it a shout out on Facebook and tag me so that I can personally congratulate you and encourage you and cheer you on for taking action. So the first pillar of prosperity is spirituality. And that's fine if you've never been into spirituality before. Give this a chance. This isn't some dogma. This isn't here to tell you exactly what you need to do because real spirituality comes awakened within you. But here's the thing. Most of the time, we are too busy, too distracted to pause and listen to what's going on in our day-to-day life. So building an intimate relationship with your spiritual side and your spiritual self is one pillar that's going to hold up the table of prosperity for you. And if you don't believe me, try it out. What are some ways that you can start building a spiritual connection starting today, right now, in the moment? What's one thing you could do? There's many different ways to approach this, but I understand that you're more than likely new to this, or maybe you're just looking for a new solution, a new solution doorway to walk through. Or maybe you just need me to reignite that fire inside of you and say, hey, it's time to get back in line and get with the program. Get back on the spiritual path and on the journey because it's so easy to fall off. And then we feel disconnected and then our prosperity goes down. So, so here's some techniques on how I stay connected to my spirit. Now you can take or leave whatever resonates with you, but I just want to help you in case you don't know where to start. All right. So as I said earlier, we live in a world that is completely distracted. We have our phones pretty much taped to our hands and we don't break away from all the notifications, all the pings and all the dings and all that. So what can we do? How do we stay connected to our spirit when our attention is constantly being pulled into the outside world? Because spiritual journey is an internal journey. We have to take our focus from the outside and pull it in. And I know at first it can be extremely uncomfortable, but I promise you, the more that you stick with it, the better results you'll see. So what do you do? Well, creating a sacred time before and after the day. So before you start your day, before you get up and make breakfast for your kids or get ready for work or get on that client call or whatever it is that you do, it's crucial, absolutely crucial that you prioritize creating sacred time yourself to start the day. So what do you do? This is what I do. I go into my office. I sit in the silence. I wake up before my daughter even wakes up so that I know I can energize myself and get myself in alignment. I come into my office. I grab my journal. I sit in front of the window. Sometimes I open the window so I can let some fresh air in and I just sit there and breathe in the fresh air. As thoughts come up about what I need to do during the day, I remind myself that that is fine. I will get to them when I need to. That right now, this moment is for me to build the connection and build my spiritual relationship with the divine. It's top priority. So I sit there and sometimes I journal first, but other times I sit there and get really present within my body first because I've been journaling here, you guys, for at least two and a half years every single day without missing a beat. One day, I'm going to have to take a picture of my journals and show you guys how many I have because it's crazy. But what I realized about journaling is that it's a spiritual practice only if we let it be. Because some people's journaling is a mental practice because they're not fully in their body when they're journaling. For me, this has totally transformed my life, being present with my feelings, describing how I feel in the moment that I'm writing everything down and being 100% honest with myself and allowing whatever's ready to come up to just come up in that moment. Now, from this space, I can then have that clarity of mind where I can start planting seeds and these seeds are what some people might call a prayer. For me, I have never been religious, so I don't usually use that word. But I know that there's some of you who do, and that's perfectly fine. So planting the seeds or planting the prayer in your morning practice is going to transform everything. And let me get really clear here about something, because I used to pray when I was a child but it was more like a pleading and a begging and a hopefulness that something will happen and that somebody's going to change something for me. But I realized later, a few years ago actually, that I was doing it all backwards. I was doing it wrong. And I didn't even think that there was a wrong way to do this. But a prayer or an intention is something that you feel deep within you. It's an inside out job. It's not projecting your attention outside and begging for something to come to you. It's not a plea. It's a command. It's a command to your cells. You can feel it in your body. And along with that comes feelings. Feeling a certain way with that prayer, with that seed. So my most recent one has been that I was able to have an open heart in every Single encounter with every person that I meet. Because if you really pay attention, and I know if I really pay attention, my heart tries to close multiple times a day. But I also know that in order for me to know that I'm living in integrity with myself and feeling fulfilled, it requires me to live with an open heart. And that's part of the spiritual practice. So, What is it for you? What is your way of getting yourself into alignment for the morning? Setting that foundation and making sure that your phone is either not in the room with you or on airplane mode. And I prefer not even having it in the room because I I don't know about you, but it's still an addiction because you just gotta check the time 20 times, right? And that's a distraction. It's a distraction from what's important. So try it out. At night, I do the same thing, except for I do it in my bedroom and I make sure that the lighting is just right because you want your environment to feel peaceful. You want your environment to match the mood that you are trying to create within you, okay? So build that spiritual connection and it could be something simple like this. I don't wanna overload you because I mean, there's a ton of different ways to do this. I'm just sharing what I do with you. It's really simple, it's really basic and you can play around and see if this works for you as well. All right, moving on to the second pillar of fulfillment and prosperity is mastery. And I'm telling you, mastery of the self is so liberating because it's mastery on multiple levels. It's not just mental mastery. It's not just emotional mastery. It's not just mastery over your health. It's all of that because this is a holistic thing. Yeah, you can just do mindset or yeah, you can just work on the emotions, but at the end of the day, it all intertwines with each other. So what does mastery look like? Mastery looks like you living your best life. So what does that look like for you? For me, it's being healthy. It's being fit. It's knowing that when I wake up in the morning, that I'm not waking up tired because I allowed myself to get my nervous system calm before I went to bed the day before. Mastery is Being able to have a piece of cake, for example, sitting right there on the counter, but knowing that my health is more important and choosing to eat the thing that might not taste as good, but I know that it's way better for me. Mastery can look like being tired at night and still doing the things that you need to do for your own health care. For example, brushing your teeth at night, flossing your teeth, mouthwash, skincare routine, stuff like that that can all be a part of mastery as well. But you have to figure out what that looks like for you because each one of us are completely different. Now, this isn't just a mental game where you go and try to figure it all out and then you stick to this rigid plan. This is something that unfolds naturally for you as you begin to become aware of what you desire and then the gap between where you are and the outcome of that goal. So if you want to be healthy, and this is where you're at right now, well, then what steps will you need to take in order to get to your goal? And the mastery comes in that gap in between where you are right now and where you want to be. I know for me, a big thing was mastering my mood. Because back in the past, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I was one of the most depressed people you could ever imagine. Okay? I could barely get out of bed, and my mood dictated every single thing I did in life. Or maybe I should say that it dictated everything that I didn't do. Because there was tons of things that I ideally wanted, but I didn't take action on them because I didn't have mastery over my thoughts. I didn't have mastery over my emotions or over my behaviors. So what's one way that you can take this step from where you are right now into where you wanna be? And this is a refining process. The more you refine this, the more easy it will come. And I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Mastery doesn't mean that you get to some end goal and you stay there, ever it never means that. And I hear people all the time saying, I only teach the things that I've mastered. Well, as a student of life, I don't think we can ever master one thing. I think we are always working toward mastering that thing because every day gives us an opportunity to choose. We can choose to master ourselves, or we can choose to be a victim. We can choose to not master ourselves, We can choose to be the victim of life and let life just beat us around and not take control over our life, which leads me into the third pillar of prosperity and fulfillment, and that is sovereignty. Now, this sovereignty is not like patriotical sovereignty. Okay, this isn't political. That's not what I mean. Sovereignty over yourself. Self- governing. I believe that this comes through a refinement of mastery. I don't think that you just all of a sudden wake up one day and you become fully self-governing, fully autonomous. This is something that takes practice and time and you go through mastery to achieve that. But it is one pillar because here's the thing, and this is what I know to be true amongst large amounts of people. Nobody wants somebody else to control them, okay? Even we don't want our lives to feel like they're out of our control. We don't want our emotions to be out of control, but we really don't want somebody else raining down on us and having the power to alter the way that we feel in the moment because that is disempowering and sovereignty is about empowerment. And how in the world can we be fulfilled without first feeling powerful within ourselves though? The biggest illusion in life that keeps people from fulfillment and from prosperity is thinking that power is outside of ourselves. And think about this for a minute. If power is outside of you, what does that mean? That it could be taken away, right? That it could be taken away. So It's dangerous to put our power outside of us because that doesn't lead to fulfillment. That doesn't lead to prosperity, does it? No way. It leads to a world of fear and disempowerment, the complete opposite to sovereignty. So what can we do? How do we become sovereign? Well, first, we remember that we already are, that we don't have to have permission from anybody or anything To tell us that it's fine now for us to be self governing. It's the art of taking radical decisions and applying them to your life right now. Right now, in this moment, not after you are done listening to this podcast, not after you've done made lunch or did the chores for the house or sent that last email out. Now, it's making a decision now, in this moment, multiple times. That you are sovereign, that you are the one who governs yourself. So, what does it take to be sovereign? How do we start doing that? Well, we start getting really self introspective. We start looking deep inside of ourselves for the answers. Instead of looking outside and wondering who has the answer or who we should believe for the answer, we remember that all the answers are within us and that we are not victims to our environment. So we have to stop blaming. Gosh, doesn't it feel so nice to be able to just unload on somebody temporarily? It just temporarily feels nice, right? But it's the most disempowering thing we can do. Blaming our family, blaming our friends, blaming our spouses, our kids, circumstances, all take our power away. And it's the furthest thing from sovereignty. So Takes a level of self honesty. When I first started, when I first hired a coach, I should say, and I was working with her, I remember being so triggered because she would say things like, Well, you can't be blaming things on this. And to me, it didn't feel like a blame, it felt like an absolute justification. So I was angry. I was like, How dare her tell me that I'm blaming? I didn't feel like blame. But the more that I reflected, on myself, the more I realized it was blame and it was very disempowering. So I want to invite you, if you're stuck in feeling justified in blaming another person for any way that you feel, to take that power back and to remember that you are only responding, not reacting. Reacting comes from the amygdala, comes from the karma and the trauma and all that stuff but the only way to reprogram that in step into the sovereignty this third pillar of fulfillment is for you to be so honest with yourself that even when your friends try to tell you oh it's all right this happens to everybody of course you would feel that way after this happened that you say no 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 I'm taking responsibility for this I understand where you're coming from thank you for having my back but it's in my best interest to take responsibility for how I feel without placing the blame on anyone or anything. And another trick that I've used to step fuller into my sovereignty, into my self-governing is to let stuff go. I'm saying, let it go. If you can't control it in the moment, then let it go. It's really hard at first. It's really tough because we want to cling. We want to hold on to all that stuff, right? It feels so much better in that moment, sometimes in our misery, it's, it's amazing how much we love our misery sometimes, but it only damages us in the long run. And it definitely does not lead to fulfillment. And I don't know about you, but I want to feel like I'm living my best life every day because we never know when the end's coming. So that's the third pillar to prosperity. I don't want to get too much more into this, but you have to figure this out for you. I'm just giving you a few pointers and a few tips, of course. And the very last pillar, the very last pillar to holding up that table of prosperity is legacy. And I don't mean legacy in like, I've got to accomplish this thing. No, this is more of a divine legacy. This is about how you want people to remember you. This is about how you want to know you. This is about also, of course, what you want to leave into the world, but not just leave something into the world, but it's not just what you leave behind. That's a myth. That's a misconception, and it's not necessarily what leads to fulfillment. So we need to unpack this a little bit because it's about the quality of whatever it is that you're leaving behind. It's the quality of your consciousness for what you are leaving behind in the world. It's the energy. Because beyond the physical body, the only thing that can never die and never be destroyed is the energetic signature that you leave behind in everything that you do, in everybody's minds, in their hearts, in the things that you create, in the kids that you raise, all of that. Legacy is so much more than just leaving something behind for somebody else. There's a specific quality to it that will bring fulfillment. And that can only be unlocked through your truth, through your soul and getting in alignment with that. Because in order to feel like we're making a contribution to the world, it has to be heart-centered. It has to come from our divinity. Otherwise, it'll feel half-hearted and it won't feel like a full attempt, which will leave you still feeling like you're not contributing. And contribution is one of the needs that people have to have in order to feel fulfillment, in order to enjoy life. But of course, not just any kind of contribution because some of it can come from the shadow. Some of it can look like donating a bunch of money to try to feel better about oneself when in actuality, there's still this void and this emptiness because it didn't come From your heart and soul. Instead, it came from a material level. So, legacy and contribution is the fourth pillar to fulfillment. But it can't just be a legacy of, well, I'm leaving this behind. It has to really come from the heart, it has to embody the spirit. And that's why you can't have prosperity without spirituality. This is my opinion, of course. But it's also my truth. And so, if it resonates with you, I invite you to try this on. I invite you to explore these things that we're talking about today in this episode and see what rings true for you. I'm not trying to make you change anything. I really just want to help light the path that maybe you've been looking for. And if you can step on the path now, it's way better than waiting because time is never guaranteed and prosperity happens in the moment, from moment to moment to moment. So that's all I have for you guys today. And as always, if you're looking for guidance on your path to prosperity, fulfillment, and liberation, then get a hold of me because that's what I'm gonna help you with. I use the Gene Keys to help you unlock your higher purpose in all sorts of ways, but I also offer support. I offer space, I offer guidance and an outsider looking in. Sometimes we can't see for ourselves what we need to do. And sometimes we just need that extra help, that extra eye to help lead us down the path that we know that we're meant to go down. So if this is something that you're interested in and you need some extra support, then email me at cody at And from there, we can set up a call to see if we are a good fit for your particular situation. Until next time, have a beautiful rest of your week.